Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Great to have you along for the ride. You know, it's always wonderful to have a Monday because it's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. And some inside information, Kay. First of all, how are you? It's Kay Smythe. I'm great. I'm great. New studio just for the next couple of weeks. Looking but good. I'm doing good. I like it. Um, so, uh, uh, again, it's uh, Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Go to KaySmythe.com. News and commentary writer over the Daily Caller. Her stuff really does big business over the Daily Caller. Go read every single thing Kay talks about over there. Um, uh, going into the debate on CNN, there was so much apprehension for for Trump fans, Trump supporters, to see the former president show up on CNN. They did treat him exactly as we thought they would. He handled it very, very well. He was very prepared. The next day, Anderson Cooper had to basically apologize for the big mean orange guy being on their network, but they did you know, five times, seven times the numbers that they've done before. And going into it, I wondered what the boss over at CNN, the new guy, his name is Chris Leiter, we're not sure how to pronounce this, L-I-C-H-T. I wondered what his perspective was going in and Kay, he actually talked to Trump going in? So I think or did he set up how they were going to cover it? Go ahead. I think the two words that he said or that he said to have said before as Trump, like there was like, I, I think a private exchange of words. Okay. But the only thing that's known to have been said uh, was he told Trump to, quote, have fun. Um, okay. And that was it. And I, so... I wrote this piece today about, I wrote like three or four pieces actually about this guy. I'm going to say Chris Lich just because, okay, I don't sure. know, just easier. Sure. Um, and that's how I've been saying it in my head for a long time. So okay. again, just sort of easier. But the Atlantic, who are a really weird publication, quite frankly, like they're very lefty liberal. And then every Is now and the again, they'll write something really worthwhile. Melinda and like, Gates really... owns this or something, right? Uh, the, the ex-wife of Bill Gates. I think she owns it or she runs it or she finances it or something. She's somehow connected to the Atlantic, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. Right, I mean, I think a lot of, yeah, I think there's like, it's one of those outlets where if you've got a decent op-ed from a decent person, it's worth it. Like, uh, the first person to spring to mind is author Sam Quinones, who writes a lot about uh, the sociology of drug use across the U.S. So if he, he writes for The Atlantic. He also writes incredible books. Um, but then I also read stuff on there that's like, if we don't, I'm not saying it's like oh, exactly this, but if it's like, if we don't trans our kids, then we're all evil. So I'm like, what, right. the, what are you guys on about? Yes. But anyway, The Atlantic did this profile on the new CNN president. So he took over from Jeff Zucker after he got pushed out during all those sex scandals and everything that went off. He was having an affair with one of his colleagues for years right. um, that he admitted to. So Chris Lick came in. I had a couple of sources, actually, that had worked for him at other shows. I think it was The Late Show, Morning Joe. Those are sort of the two big ones that he'd produced for and been showrunner, I think. Uh, And they were just like, that guy's crazy. Like, that guy is an actual nut job. And I think he gave himself, like, an aneurysm at the age of 50 or something from the, like, how hard the, and how stressed he would get at work. So just, like, not someone who, like, handles 
stress well or didn't um and i guess has sort of done some of the work to handle it a little bit better okay. but as soon as he took over from cnn see, cnn was already in the toilet i think people forget this cnn was way into the toilet well, well, I want to ask you something quickly. If you don't, I want to ask you something quickly. If you don't mind, they were in the toilet. You're absolutely right. It's Case Mice. She's amazing. It's a Welsh accent. She's not faking it. Okay. So, <laughs> I thought going in wasn't the fear at CNN that he was going to be too far to the right. If he was running Morning Joe and all these other shows or the Late Late Show, he wasn't a righty. He wasn't a righty. I think, from what I recall there was some concerns that he was sort of going to come in and uh, try and toe the line a little bit more and step back from what CNN's audience wanted, which is, well, was at that point the sort of like very woke progressive narrative. Right, right. And he kind of came in and was like, we really need to steady the ship because, and this is in the profile as well, which I thought was kind of interesting. He was, or there were concerns or he had concerns the the media and the biases within the media uh, had essentially made it so all of these sort of big cable networks, your MSNBCs, your CNNs, your Fox Newses, what have you, they were so bought and paid for by a small group of people who wanted their narratives channeled. Right. And so many of them, I think, for a long time, just kind of like clung to the Trump thing and ignored other way more important stories just to focus on pushing their political biases. And so he kind of came in and pointed a finger and said, we're going to stop doing that. And I remember laughing at the time thinking, dude, do you even understand who cuts your paycheck? Right. Like, yeah, you might work for like CNN or something, but there's probably about five guys in a room somewhere who dictate all of the news that you're going to do for the next year. And if you don't do it, you don't get paid. And um, you accidentally, I don't know, end up hung in a cell while like no one was watching you like Jeffrey Epstein didn't do. Um, So, you know, he came in with a lot of big ideas. It sounds like practical for the industry he went into. If I'm hearing you right, and, and, and I think I am, even through the accent, um, it sounds like he just wanted them to do news again. And if they did news, which would be more down the middle, more even-handed, more journalistic, that would make them de facto less left. And that bothered people, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it bothered The Atlantic. They basically framed him as this idiot who's destroyed CNN. And I kind of looked at it from the perspective, again, of well, he took over CNN because who wouldn't want to put CNN president? Like, if someone's going to be offered that job, it's like, it's one of those jobs that you can't really turn down unless you have a lot of money coming in from elsewhere. Right. Um, which I didn't sound like at the time that he did. Um, it's also like a huge career move, like up the ladder for him. And again, I think he, it, it struck me that he was very naive going in to quite how polarized the world was. Um, or America was and still is, he attempted to kind of toe the line and make things better, but he ended up annoying every single person that worked for him. Where, like he, All the Democrats that worked for him hated him and didn't trust him. Uh, all of the Republicans that worked with him hated him and didn't trust him. Oh, wow. Uh, he That's stopped hard to do. communicating and like hid away from essentially everyone because, oh, well, the first thing that happened was he decided point blank, he's like, no, we're not focusing on the January 6th committee hearings. Like, we don't need to do that coverage. And then he got destroyed for it. 
And I kind of agree. Like, I didn't like I think we should have covered the hearings from the perspective of like what was said, what was done. This is an important moment in history. But like, was it primetime newsworthy? No, but MSNBC did huge numbers with those stories. And so he's kind of like annexed himself in a corner where I think this is just all my perspective. I think you're right. I think he did just want to come in and do news. And now he's annoyed everyone. Everyone's turned against him and he's being treated. I I see this as a scapegoat situation. They'll get rid of him. They'll be like someone again, like a share, a shareholders meeting or whatever. I don't know how these things work. We'll say, look at this profile that was written about you in the Atlantic as if like probably the same person who pays CNN to do stories pays the Atlantic probably. You know, hey, I had like no idea. One big cartel. I had no idea. Cartel. Well, that's how it works. I had no idea. You know, when that really came to to fruition was when we found out what Comey and McCabe and the others did in re-upping the FISA warrant to keep on surveilling Trump at Trump Tower. What they did was they wrote a news story, put the news story in Yahoo News, and then told the judge, "Well, look at this. There's a Yahoo News story, so we've got to re-up the the warrant because to advance a warrant and continue to surveil an American, you had to prove that there was new information coming out and new reasons for why you had to do it." So just like you're saying, so somebody didn't like this guy, somebody got a hold of the Atlantic and said, hey, write about how much we don't like this guy, and then take the Atlantic story and say, see, we told you, look, even the Atlantic doesn't like you, and they're the ones that started it. It's a circular news stream, isn't it? It really is, and it's kind of like, I don't see it being any different to what happens with celebrities in Hollywood. I would say less so now, just because like social media or what have you, it's easier for the TMZs of the world to get like, you know, story churn. They don't have to go out to their sources in the same way that they used to. But like back in the day, oh, no, actually, not even back in the day. Another prime example, Taylor Swift, who I just don't get. She's, I'm sure she's talented. Her songs all kind of sound the same to me. There's like five that I enjoy and that's probably just (laughs) I've heard them so much I can't not. Right. She apparently was dating the lead singer of the 1975, who I actually really do enjoy. They are a great band. Um, Obviously, anyone who's been within like uh, 100 feet of the entertainment industry goes, hmm, here's Taylor Swift, who's newly single. And hmm, here's Matt Healy, who is about to get his butt kicked because he's been acting like a silly little boy on tour and has been disrespecting his fans and was going to hit like a pretty nasty wall in terms of his reputation. Why don't we put them together? They're both famous pop stars. They're both good looking. We'll have them date for a minute. So no one pays attention to all the other stuff that's going on. And that rehabilitates And then when the time's ready, they'll break up and they like broke up today. Like sure. Sure. So, so you, I mean, if, if I'm following, if I'm following what you're suggesting, and you probably have more insight because you actually lived near that out in Hollywood for a while, um, what you're saying is this guy's acting out like a piece of, of garbage. Whoever the controllers of Taylor Swift are, say, hey, why don't you rehabilitate him for a little while? We can get this off the front pages, and it's suddenly the front pages that you two are dating. And then once it all goes away, they stop pretend dating. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, basically. And also the 1975, I don't think people wanted, like I went and saw the 1975 probably like 10 years ago. I paid five quid, so like five bucks. Okay. And it was great. It was great. In fact, I saw like three or four bands in that same concert and they were an incredible live show. But when you have a reputation for literally just sleeping on the stage instead of actually doing the yeah, show. Problem, yeah. 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 So they kind of like rehabbed his image. There's loads of different people in Hollywood that have done exactly the same play. It happens 
all the time. And we just and believe like, it. The number of gay men in Hollywood who still marry women, it's absurd and kind of sad, actually. It is. But, um, but yeah, I think like a similar thing just happens in, I mean, what's the difference between CNN and like TMZ at this point, really? Well, not an awful uh, lot. If you're not going to no, do... they've got the same color scheme as well. Well, I, I think that TMZ probably does news better than CNN, which just doesn't make any sense. It's K. Smythe. Go to ksmythe.com. Smythe is S-M-Y-T-H-E. Here, here's a story that you didn't tell me that you wanted to talk about today, but I'm bring it up anyway. Because first of all, Ireland should be in the UK. I'm not sure why it's not. You guys are all screwed up. Northern Ireland is. Ireland isn't. Blah, blah, whatever. But there was a story out of Ireland today that they're considering killing 200,000 cows because of global warming or climate change. Okay, are, are, have these people completely lost their minds? Are they so greeny yeah. and crazy in Europe right now that they will kill off the food supply in order to say we save the environment? Yeah, and you would have thought that the Irish would know better. I would hope. Like, I don't know if all of your listeners would know about this, but the potato famine yeah. killed almost as many people, if not more people, than what, like the Black Death? So let's get rid and of some cows now. Kill off your food supply. Yeah. Let them. I don't care if that's if that's your kind of thinking. Be my guest. You're not eating from my house. But Kay, they, they don't believe. Maybe you don't know, but they can't possibly believe that cows, no, which have do. existed for as long as we can recall time, are suddenly ruining the planet. They can't really believe that, can they? Well, I think the people who suggested that as an idea don't believe it because that's not what's happening. Um, you're right. But I think absolutely, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, there is, if I suggested that to like any European right now, they'd probably say like, well, I guess it would be better for the environment. Like even if they don't agree for it for like ethical reasons, even if they don't agree with it for like wastage reasons, they would still go, "Mm, that's probably better for the, I'm telling you, the European communist education system, it has its pros. It really does have its pros if you are raised in it. But the cons in terms of political indoctrination that happens from like, you know, age four and upwards, absurd. It took me five years of living in a dilapidated California to realize that socialism and uh Democrats, basically, or this idea of, you know, what a Democrat should be in the United States or even like back in the UK. They're just a bunch of crooks. They're just a bunch of communists. Right. But I believed for so long because of the way that I was raised that that kind of thinking is logical. I probably even got stories about it that I wrote when I was that age. And now I look at it and I just think, thank goodness for America. Thank God for God um and him showing like at least me the light you the light and yes. i think a lot of other brilliant people but yeah no if ireland wants to do that they're actually that stupid let them i just don't care at this point well, like, well see here's the thing um what will happen is the elitists will get behind this kill the two hundred thousand cows we're going to save the earth by doing that then they'll go home and have prime rib you know that they're all eating meat you know that they're not doing anything they say do they're all flying around in private jets they they don't think that they have to listen but it's not really about saving the planet it's about keeping their control and their power it's case my case my s-m-y-t-h-e go and follow everything she does one last quick one so there are six dead women in portland with similar mo's yet the people of Portland are being told, don't worry, it's not really all the same guy. Well, the police in Portland are saying, so it's six women murdered in the space of three months, all within about a hundred mile radius or less, actually. Um, in fact, there were at least two uh, 
or four of the women were found on two separate occasions. So like two bodies were found within like a day or two of each other in the pretty much the same place. And another two bodies were found basically the same day in the same place wow. or within, you know, not that far from one another. Uh, Similar-ish MOs, but because it's ongoing investigations, uh, there's not a lot of evidence that's been released. But I think why I sent this story to you, and I wish it had really done better than I think it did say. I don't think I pushed it on Twitter or anything, though, which I should do. But I was, atta- I was attacked when I lived in Los Angeles by a homeless transient man who I saw go on to attack so many other women because people would take pictures of him and post about him on wow. social media, on the next door app. And, you know, at least a couple of times a year, his picture would come up and I'd be like, oh, same guy that did that to me. So we're going to see a rise in serial killers anyway, I think, over the next decade because of the damage that we're currently doing to so many young people. We already saw that guy go out and stab like three homeless people and was on his way to go and kill more. He was like a UC Davis student. I think that was last year or right. earlier this year. Um, we, there's a suspected serial killer right now in Chicago targeting mostly young men. Um, but the fact that six women died in very similar manners in a small area over a very small space of time, it almost doesn't really matter whether it's a serial killer or not. Like clearly there is a criminal element and something much darker going on in our cities that we don't have any, like, or that we um, really aren't addressing in the way that we should. Right. No, it's true. And, we're, we're, we're not. I mean, almost every big city is facing this, and we're all told to pretend like it's not happening. Uh, I hope they catch this person, whoever it is. You know, okay, we're frankly out of time. We, 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 you, you do so much, and, and that whole Chris Licht story was, was very, very intriguing because I now predict that he's going to be out of a job, and that's too bad because I think CNN could have made, uh, made a comeback had they done it right. But let, let's expand upon that more next time. Let's talk more about big cities and how they're screwing up, and let's just, let's just educate everybody, okay, okay? Can we do that? every time thank you so much absolutely we appreciate you we're back after this stay right here this is the joe pag show shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Always appreciate Kay coming on. It's time for the pop culture. What's going on, brother man? So have you seen this new Fox show that's getting ready to come out? It's called uh, Stars on Mars. No. And it's going to be hosted by William Shatner. Okay. Is he like 90? I guess. I saw a trailer for it. It's pretty funny because uh, Lance Armstrong is one of the contestants on there. Oh, wow. Some people are mistaking him for Neil Armstrong. Stop it. They're like... He's a real astronaut. How are we going to compete with him? Come on, dude. Yeah. All right, that's Paul, Polo. Thank you. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.